listening to Season 2, Episode 3 of Maine Ties, a podcast of the Maine Community Foundation. I'm your host, Taylor Mace. We're going to start this episode out with a pop quiz. Does the name Francis Perkins ring a bell for you? Well, it didn't for me, and I confess I knew nothing about her before researching this podcast episode. But according to the people at the Francis Perkins Center honoring her legacy, she should be as well known as any of her notable contemporaries, such as Albert Einstein and Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Perkins was a workers' rights advocate from Boston who lived in Damariscotta every summer of her life. She was the first woman appointed to a presidential cabinet under FDR and is credited with drafting legislation for the New Deal and developing the social safety net as we know it today. The 57-acre Perkins homestead in Damariscotta became a National Historic Landmark in 2014, and the Francis Perkins Center is working to shine a light on her legacy. To close out Women's History Month, Sarah Peskin, board chair of the Francis Perkins Center, shares her story. American history textbooks accurately reflected the past. Frances Perkins would be recognized as one of the nation's greatest heroes, as iconic as Benjamin Franklin or Thomas Paine. Like Franklin, Perkins was a brilliant self-creation. There had not been anyone like her before, and there has not been anyone like her since. Now, we also agree that she's a very important person in American history, not just because she was a woman, but it's important that she was a woman. If people know very little about her, they know that she was the first woman appointed to a presidential cabinet. But she had had a long career before then and after that, and that's not the only thing that she's known for. Um, We talk about her as a a brilliant self-creation and a self-made woman. We at the Francis Perkins Center are committed to protecting her legacy, telling her story, through the place that she loved very much, which is the Francis Perkins Homestead National Historic Landmark. Perkins was born in Boston in 1880 and spent most of her adolescence in Worcester. She studied chemistry and physics at Mount Holyoke College, where she became involved in the suffrage movement. She would continue her involvement with that when she moved to New York to attend Columbia Graduate School. A pivotal moment for Perkins and her advocacy for fair labor practices was shaped by witnessing the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire in 1911. The fire killed 146 garment workers. There were no fire escapes in the building, and the outside doors of the factory had been locked to prevent unauthorized breaks. She got herself appointed to the Citizens Committee that was investigating this to make sure that this would never happen again. And this was this brought her to the attention of um, uh, legislators, particularly Al Smith in, in New York State, Um, and brought her to to Albany, the capital of New York State, where she developed a program of of investigating every possible kind of industrial situation to develop codes and laws to prevent human tragedies like the the fire. And she said later 
that the New Deal was born on March 25th, 1911. In other words, she used that experience when she went to Washington um, to take similar approaches on a national level. New York State was a, a leader in, in um, workplace safety codes. And again, she did this by not just looking herself to understand conditions, but bringing elected officials to the scene of these conditions so that they could see for themselves. Again, she had great empathy as well as using her, her statistics and facts and figures to, to make a case. Her work on New York's Committee on Safety included lobbying for a bill that would cap the number of hours women and children could work at 54 hours per week. She continued that advocacy work, and 20 years later, FDR appointed her as Secretary of Labor. She presented him with a number of fair labor practices that included Social Security, unemployment, and the minimum wage. She's often called the mother of Social Security, which is the thing she was proudest of. Um, but again, um, it's not the only thing. Um, she, she absolutely, this was her idea and something that she worked diligently as a cabinet secretary um, and, ad and close advisor to, to Franklin Delano Roosevelt, but with a panel of experts and um, and developed a, a system that was um, evaluated and tested and turned into legislation that uh, was passed very early in the FDR years and continues today. Throughout her life, Perkins continued to spend summers at the family home in Damariscotta. She died in 1965 and was buried in a Newcastle cemetery. Relatives of Perkins lived in the home until 2020 when it was purchased by the Francis Perkins Center. After some preservation work, including roof repair supported by the Maine Community Foundation's Belvedere Historic Preservation and Energy Efficiency Fund, the homestead is preparing to open to the public this summer. We dedicated a great deal of effort and funds to um, doing some basic restoration work. It was in pretty good condition, but it, it was a, a family home not set up for public visitation. So we did structural improvements and, and addressed a lot of deferred maintenance. Um, it needed a new roof. We made it handicap accessible. Um, all of those things that you, you need to do to make a historic home accessible for public visitation. It was actually in the Perkins family since the mid um, 1800s. And it, it was also the place that she loved very much. So it's, some, it's, it's something that we can use to kind of get people into her head to, to, to see how she viewed the world. And we believe that a lot of her work and who she was is derived from her experience of coming here as a child. She inherited the, um, the house in 1927, and um, she looked after it along with her sister, but she was the, the main person who was concerned about it, really cared about it. Um, and, and she made some changes and, and, and uh, kept it up. Um, but pretty much unchanged. And that's one of the reasons that it's so interesting to visit because it wasn't modernized. It was just um, 
preserved. And we acquired it with all of her belongings. Um, so it has her china and her furniture and even her clothing. Perkins is quoted as saying, The people are what matter to government, and a government should aim to give all the people under its jurisdiction the best possible life. Her life's work certainly contributed to a better life for American workers then and now. The Francis Perkins Center hopes that the preservation of the homestead and public education about her life and career will shine a light on Perkins so that she finally gets credit where it is due. When we look at the history of, and it's not just the New Deal, it's the way the federal government operates now. Before the New Deal, the federal government was not involved with these things. After the New Deal, it's what we take for granted. People say, don't take away my, my social security. They think it's a God-given right. It didn't exist before 1935 and before Francis Perkins. Similarly, unemployment insurance, the minimum wage, the, the maximum hours, the end of, of child labor, those were all things that she personally not only advocated, but she worked on diligently for 12 years through that administration, and we're all the beneficiaries. So she really changed the way our lives operate, and we think she should be remembered. Thank you for listening to Maine Ties, a podcast of the Maine Community Foundation. You can find all episodes at www.maincf.org or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. To learn more about Francis Perkins and the Francis Perkins Center, visit francisperkinscenter.org.